Hello World. It's Tuesday, February 23rd. I'm Colin. And I'm Kenny. This is HNTLDR. Kenny, what's on Hacker News? Well, there's a few follow-ups today uh, of some previous stories that we've talked about. First one up, uh, the we remember that the Mars rover Perseverance landed, and there is now the HD quality video of the landing. And now, now that the HD video is out, I can say honestly that the the actual live stream of the event was a little underwhelming with their uh, <laughs> graphics quality compared to, say, a SpaceX launch where the graphics are incredible and high quality and beautiful. But of course, SpaceX isn't going to Mars. But nevertheless, NASA had some, I would say, low quality animations during the live stream. But they've made up for it in the HD video of the actual landing, which is really cool. And they overlapped the landing video with the audio, with the live audio of the ground crew reporting how the how the stages mm-hmm. were going. So you can hear all the cheers and reactions at, at the same time of the video. So if you haven't seen the video yet, I would highly recommend uh, checking it out. It was very good. I completely agree with the graphics i guess you're a little constrained by what you can do with your you know graphics rendering when you're only getting like you know new telemetry data points every like three seconds (laughs) yeah Uh, but they could have had some like just static and like nice 3d animations that were just you know completely pre-rendered like yeah yeah and they could have uh you know done some uh, predictive modeling on the positions and the angles and stuff uh, you know, yeah. you know, have a Kalman filter or whatever, and then uh, yeah. update it whenever new data points come in. <laughs> but I guess they decided to spend their engineering time, like I don't know, building a functional rover that can land on Mars or something. Honestly, Stupid. if that's the reason, smart. I'll give them. <laughs> uh, that's a good. That's that's a great point. Yeah, but so much of NASA is like driven and funded by like you know public support, especially these days. So yeah, probably would have been a good investment. Uh, anyway, this video is currently number three on tr- YouTube trending. Um, so oh, wow. I think there's plenty, even, even, yeah, like half a day after it came out. So I think there's plenty of public support to go around for NASA. Good for them. Sweet. Uh, a great, uh, show HN yesterday. Actually, it wasn't even a show HN. It was just a, a link to this website. I am Bezos.com. Love it. This <laughs> site is incredible. <laughs> great concept. You just open the web page, you start at zero dollars, and then you just see a little net worth indicator that ticks up uh, at the same speed as Bezos's net worth. And uh, yeah, I opened this right around the time we started recording, and it's currently at five hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, I opened it as soon as you said the website two seconds ago, and it's at. $70,000. So he's made $70,000 since you said the name of the website. Maybe the funniest part of this is that it's uh is the juxtaposition between what the, you know, the numbers that the tool is showing you and the fact that at the bottom right corner there's a little thing that says, "I am a recent college graduate. Please buy me a coffee" with a little donation button. <laughs> <laughs> Which so. uh which is pretty good. I do like that little site, um, the buymeacoffee.com site is a nice mm-hmm. uh, nice reminder that sending somebody four bucks on the internet is uh, actually pretty cheap. 
Yes, it is. It's a great concept. These guys were in my YC batch. Oh, They've wow. been around for a long time and did YC for some reason um, in 2019. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also compare on the imbezos.com. You can actually click on Bezos and change it to Elon Musk or Zuckerberg or Gates. Oh. You can also change it to an average American worker, a top 1% income earner, a top 0.1% uh, income earner, and a minimum wage worker. So currently, since I opened it, we're just crossing the $250,000 that Jeff Bezos has made. The minimum wage worker has made five cents. Uh-huh. That's five less. cents since we started talking about it. It is a little less, yeah. Yeah, and not- noticeably less, I would say. And the average American has made 56 cents. Huh. I think I've made less than the minimum wage worker. I think I've made zero. I don't know. I've got some crypto. Is crypto still going up? There was a... <laughs> There was a unfavorable article about uh, about Ethereum number nine yesterday. I didn't read this, so I, I'm just totally doing this off the cuff. But the title is Ethereum isn't fun anymore. And I think in this age of meme stocks and Dogecoin, I think that's probably the worst thing you can say about a cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah, the the value of the of of a currency is directly related to how fun people think it is. <laughs> <laughs> ah, love capitalism. Well, that right. does bring us to a very similar topic with another follow-up story. We talked a long time about Tether and the questioning of whether Tether, that that stable coin pegged to mm-hmm. the dollar, is a total scam or not. Uh-huh. And there was a fairly convincing thread on Twitter a few months ago saying that it was. Uh, news as of this morning is that Tether and the company uh, Bitfinex, I guess is how you pronounce it. Yeah, Bitfinex, I think. Bitfin- oh, Bitfinex, that makes a little more sense. Uh, uh, I don't Bitfinex, know. Well, it, it, it doesn't like, matter. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't. Not, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, the, the company surrounding Tether and Tether itself uh, is now not allowed to trade with New Yorkers. So the Attorney General of New York um, has decided that because of their false statements about the stable coin, uh, they are uh, they are forced to cease further operations for uh, cease any further trading activity with New Yorkers, as well as pay eighteen point five million dollars in penalties. Man, so wait, how many uh, million? Eighteen point five. Eighteen point five. Okay, well, they can they can probably cover that easily enough. The tether with, thing. Wait. With some tether, I guess they could. With some tether, they can print more tether. I mean, that's the whole game. <laughs> nice try, Letitia James, New York Attorney General. The, I want to say I looked up, like I dug a little more into the HN comments on that article on tether or the the tether story we covered a long time ago, uh, which was just like a like a Twitter a tweet thread, uh, yep. and there was a lot of skepticism about it. Uh, on you know on on hacker news about that particular tweet thread and about like where they got their numbers and stuff um but i never did follow Hmm. up with that as a correction um and then now this comes out and i feel like i i feel like since that tweet thread it hasn't really like come back around there haven't been any like any more breaking news or like you know quality like assessments of the tether situation um that's interesting because somebody actually asked me uh how they got those charts and I was able to just find the public information. 
So I thought that they were only using public info on that Twitter thread, but, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe there's, there were some other stats besides the main chart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Hard to say. Maybe uh, yeah, I can't remember. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to make something up. But I can't I can't remember what the complaints were. Uh, also on Hacker News, uh, a new launch HN for a company in the current YC batch called H3X. That's building uh, high power density electric aircraft motors. The obligatory electric plane startup in every YC batch, I believe, and. Uh, I just think of in uh, you know in Iron Man uh, two, back in twenty ten, there was that w- there was an Elon Musk cameo where Elon Musk says, uh, "Hey Tony, I've got an idea for an electric jet," and then Tony's just like, "Oh great, we'll set up a time to talk," and uh, <laughs> so it's now officially the eleven year you know anniversary of Elon Musk and Tony Stark you know like bantering about building electric planes, electric jet aircraft, wow. and. Uh, we're still working towards it, and you know I'm excited. I I think it's uh I think it'll eventually happen. Whether or not it's these guys that pull it off, you know, time will tell. Right. Well, that is very cool. That's uh, that's mm-hmm. a big hard tech problem they've got going on here. Yeah, no kidding. And they are just building the engines, which I think is a new one. Uh, the big mm-hmm. let's see, the big one that that's out there is called Boom Supersonic, what it's trying to build. Oh, you know. No, that's not even electric. They're just trying to build a supersonic passenger build, yeah. airplane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Interesting company. Um, cool. What else you got? Uh, there was some, uh, let's see. Well, okay. Well, I'll do this one first. The, there was a whistleblower from the Arizona State Prison System saying that uh, software that the prison system is using is keeping hundreds of inmates beyond their release date uh, because the inmate management software, which is a phrase that just doesn't seem like it should exist in the world, (laughs) um, can't interpret the current sentencing laws. And uh, the, it seems like a pretty damning report. It's just like in the local paper in Arizona. Um, But They say that employees have been raising the issue internally for more than a year, but prison administrators have not acted to fix the software bug. This is impossible. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? They say that the, uh, the chief information officer, which also seems like something a prison doesn't need to have. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and the deputy director have been aware of the problem since 2019. So not a great look, Arizona. State prison system. Yeah. What's what's it even mean? The software can't interpret current sentencing sentencing laws. Is it like a they just like found a neural network online and trained it on the body of regulations of the Arizona Department of Corrections and we're like, Great, <laughs> now you're in charge of this prison and when people get let out, like Yeah. They're using G G T P three to uh, <laughs> to, to run their prison. Yeah. Get to leave prison. <laughs> That's, um, I mean, it's they ridiculous. actually have like they have like a screenshot of the bugs that are kind of uh, like uh, hard to parse specifically, but it's like about uh, it's about like calculating the number of days uh, somehow. So like uh, mm-hmm. 
things like there's a new calculation where in a certain system an inmate can earn one day for every six days served. Uh, it's yeah, it like there there are some screenshots of the details, but it seems like got it. like weird calculation issues on like the number of days that they've served compared to how much they're supposed to be. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's a disaster, and yeah. I hate it. <laughs> uh, some another thing that I also hated a tremendous amount was this article just titled Lena. Uh, did you see this yesterday? I did not. What is it? It was basically this uh, like fictionalized article describing. Uh, I guess like it's kind. It kind of reads like a Wikipedia article. Except it's it's all fiction. It's like written as if it was written in like 2070 or something, and it's about a the first ever like execu- executable image of a human brain. So it's kind of like you know it's all fictionalized, but it's uh you know mm. like the uh, it's about you know they call it MM Acevedo, mnemonic map of Acevedo, and it's like yeah it's the uh, you know snapshot of the living brain of neurology graduate Miguel Alvarez. Uh, taken in 2031 at the University of New Mexico. And uh, it like talks through this whole like, you know, 50 year history of this like, you know, brain snapshot and describes, you know, it's kind of like a user manual too, where it describes like how to boot up, you know, the image of Miguel and like what to tell, tell him to make him most compliant and describes like the operating limits, like how long you can like run Miguel uh, doing certain menial you know, menial tasks before, you know, degradation starts to happen. Degradation oh, meaning no. like he starts going insane. Uh, and it was like this super dark, like it took that whole Black Mirror concept and just like introduced a lot of other like really interesting, like uh, practical considerations into like how we would actually use like brain, you know, uh, executable brain scans of people. And like, yeah. you know, what that user manual would look like and how the history would play out. And, um, you know, also talks about like the biological, like Miguel Acevedo um, and like how he like eventually, you know, he tried to maintain control over his image, but it eventually like started getting distributed illegally and how he like deeply regrets ever allowing his brain to be scanned. And it was just dark as hell. And that, um, yeah, that seems incredibly dark. <laughs> yeah. Very. uh worth a read and i'm like yeah hard pass on like any any brain scanning technology now like it totally changed i don't know wow. it definitely changed my mind on this like oh interesting it would have to be like you know i mean not not globally not maybe globally i don't know it it was uh there would have to be like a lot of measures in place to make sure that there's only like one operating copy of me uh and that they can't be shared or or anything like that um before i would want to like scan my brain to be you know immortal and like live in the matrix or whatever that kind of thing right and i think it's going to take a long time for those like you know those regulations to be put in place in those control systems and there's going to be a lot of dark shit that happens on the way getting to there Mm. so well on that depressing note we are out of time (laughs) See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow.